All right, Mike here uh, on the road. It's kind of a uh, fall, rainy, you know, typical northern Michigan fall day. Driving down the road, heading to Menards for about the 15th time in the last couple of weeks while I'm working on the Lake Ann house, getting it ready for the new renter hopefully this weekend. It's Friday, what is it, the 30th, Friday, September 30th, 2011, and I haven't done an update in a while, so I figured I would uh, take a little time since I've got a little road time here to, to update and all that good stuff. I've been kind of on a podcasting hiatus when it comes to my other shows, uh, Aviation History This Week, Geek of the North, uh, I've been working also on getting my studio put together, which should be done if all goes as planned. should be done by next week sometime, and I'll be able to start producing shows out of the new studio setup. Excuse the uh, background noise if you can hear any. I don't know. I'm using the dynamic microphone uh, with the uh, Roland recorder. For you uh, gearheads out there that want to know what setup I'm using here, mobile. So I look a little weird. I'm talking into a microphone uh, that doesn't look like I'm talking on a cell phone. (laughs) Luckily, out here on uh, the highway where it's not so many people looking, but it's kind of weird when you do this uh, where people can see you, but I don't care what they think. But anyway, yeah, I've been doing that, but I have been doing podcasting activity. Been uh, doing interviews for the new RetroTech podcast. I've got three in the can, got two or three more scheduled here uh, next week at different times with different people. Got some really good ones. Got uh, Dr. Bill, the computer curmudgeon. He's going to be on the first episode. So uh, when I put it out to the Tech Podcast Network guys uh, that I needed people for interviews, uh, he was the first one to email, email me back, so he gets the honors of going first on the podcast. And I got Steve Lee from uh, Waves of Tech and the uh, Netcast Studio Network. Uh, coming up as the second episode. In the third episode, I'm going to leave a little teaser a best-selling author, a TV personality, and a, a darn good guy, and, a, and a, one of the pioneers of podcasting. So we'll let you uh, figure out who that is. <laughs> uh, hint, he'll probably be on every episode in one form or another. But uh, anyway, uh, that'll come up in the third episode of Retro Tech. And I've got you know a whole bunch of other tech luminaries, uh, regular guys and gals uh, lined up, and you know some famous, some not so famous, some podcasters, some uh, uh, bloggers. I don't know. I've got all kinds of tech geeks and uh, and even some non-tech geeks coming in for that. And it should be a good show. I'm really excited about it. You know, it's one of those things you get you know with these podcasts sometimes you you get into this rut where you know i gotta do a podcast and you know and it seems like drudgery 
So if your subject isn't something that you're completely passionate about, sometimes it's hard to do. And I think I, or I'm sure I won't have a problem with this. Uh, you know, I love talking about, you know, the old days of tech. You know, I'm not that old of a guy. But, you know, I remember some things that, you know, probably most other people wouldn't remember, uh, even of my age. And definitely somebody less than my age. All right, and it's no secret. I'm 45, almost 46 years old, born in 1966. So <laughs> that gives you any frame of reference. But uh, you know, some of the guys I, I'm going to be talking to are older than I am. Some of them are going to be younger than I am. And uh, like I said, it's turned out pretty neat. Uh, going to have the traditional first questions. Uh, you know, just so we get a sort of a baseline, and, and it's kind of neat. In the in the first three episodes, when I asked some, you know, asked each of them, "What was your first computer?" Two of the three had the exact same thing, and it was really an obscure computer. <laughs> so I don't think it's likely that I'll get too many more people that have that had that same computer. So that that was kind of cool. Uh, some of the people I got a lot in common with and some uh, I won't. And, you know, that's all good. That's what it's all about. So, hey, and if you'd like to be a guest on Retro Tech uh, to talk about some of the early technology that you remember, you know, if you're, uh, if you're only 20-something and you grew up with the Internet and, and all that, it, that'd be fun to talk about. Uh, if you're, you know, in a particular niche in the hobby or business of technology and this goes for automotive aviation you know not just uh, electronic gizmos and computers uh, you know in fact uh, we uh, Steve Lee and I spent a great deal of time talking about aviation and uh, and automobiles and that was that was very cool so like I said I'm looking forward to this and if you want to get subscribed, the uh, first little intro episode is out. You know, it's just a little announcement episode to get the feed going. And it is in iTunes. So you just go over to RetroTechPodcast.com or RetroTech.TV also points there. Because they do plan on doing some, some video, but not in the podcast feed. I'm just going to do, you know... Uh, do uh, YouTube type videos uh, for the video portion of this, but uh, that's why I got the RetroTech.TV domain also, and I'll have a uh, YouTube channel and all that. I never really got seriously into YouTube channels, but figured uh, you know better late than never. So anyway, enough uh, self promotion there. I'll uh, tell you what's been going on. Since the last time I podcast, I think this is going to be 184 of Mike Dell's World. Now that I now that I think of it, of course I'll put in the intro and all that stuff in post. Uh, you know, I'm kicking it a little old school with with the retro tech and this one. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they do it live to the hard drive, as they used to say back in 2005. And sometimes they do it uh, in bits and pieces and glue it all together at the end. So. This will be one of those where I glue it all together at the end. Uh, I was just listening to Podcast Answer Man, Cliff Ravenscraft, and uh, and that's what inspired me to pick up the microphone here today because he was doing 
that with his uh, Roland recorder and other recorders, he's doing a, a whole episode using nothing more than a, a digital audio recorder or several different ones, I think. Like I said, I stopped the podcast and grabbed the microphone. So, hey, we're going to listen to a tune here. Uh, why not? That's uh, kind of the tradition around here. So uh, I don't know what the tune is just yet. That'll be in the show notes over at MikeDell.com. I'm pulling into Menards here. I'm going to go in and get the hopefully last pieces, parts I need to complete the Lake Ann House project. And then I'm going to head back over there and install said parts and uh, make sure everything's working correctly. And then all that good stuff. So when I come back, I'll tell you what else has been going on in the last, uh, I don't know, what has it been, three weeks <laughs> since the last one? Anyway, be right back after this song. <laughs>
sponsoring the show. Just happened to be the closest big box store of that sort to the Lake Ann House. Actually in the, I guess officially in the village of Gran, Michigan. Which, uh, locally here has kind of a, kind of a interesting reputation. But, uh, it's kind of a, a growing little, uh, Berg out uh, southwest of town, and it's between Traverse City and uh, and uh, Honor, Michigan, and uh, Lake Ann is just sort of in there too. Anyway, what's been going on for the last uh, couple three weeks? I'm still uh, working on my business stuff. I've uh, got a few clients that I've been doing quite a bit of work for here lately, and that's good. So it's been keeping me keeping me on my toes and uh, keeping a little uh, little money flowing into the into the business, which is good. You know, still not ramped up completely. Once I get the studio done and this Lake Ann house rented off and and all that, then it should be a lot better. Uh, I've spent uh, quite a bit of time working on this house I did the redid the bathroom completely uh, pretty much gutted it and uh, tiled the floor uh, put new uh, new commode and new sink and vanity and then the last pieces here I'm actually waiting for parts for the shower uh, somebody decided to use the wrong chemical on the shower fixtures and uh, took all the chrome polish or all the chrome uh, plating off of it and it looks really really bad and uh, they all still work so uh, I guess uh, this weekend if I don't hear from the guy today about the parts I'll put it back together using the cruddy parts and then uh, once I get the new parts I'll come out and change it once the new renter is in I do have the place officially rented. We haven't signed the lease yet, but we'll do that on Sunday, I think. So uh, he can get moved in and or start moving in. He's got 30 days to get out of his other house, and that'll work. And so he'll have you know time to do a, a slow move, which will be good good for him. Sounds like a nice guy. Uh, he's a another fellow geek so uh, and uh, he moved up here about a year ago from uh, downstate down in the Detroit area so uh, I got a job up here with one of the local nonprofits and uh, it's an IT guy and it's a stable deal and anyway he needs to rent a place for a year year and a half uh, while he builds a house up here and once he builds a house, the rest of his family will move up. Otherwise, he commutes back and forth on the weekends. So it sounds like a good deal. Sounds like a good guy. And hopefully the economy will change enough to where I can sell it when he moves out. And uh, sounds like a good, good deal all the way around. So I've been consumed with a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, getting rid of stuff in the basement. To, to build out the new studio like I said not really much building going on just mainly moving stuff around and putting up a green screen and a 
permanent spot for the uh, video portion of shows. I think you'll like it. I, I, I'm going to do uh, well. The basement where my studio is, the ceilings are kind of low. You know, as you know, I live in a 1940s vintage log cabin, and they put what was called a Michigan basement underneath it, and then later on dug it out even more and and finished it off properly. But in the process of that, of course, they didn't raise the house up or dig down deeper. So the, the ceilings down there are about six and a half feet, which works out okay because I'm six foot. So <laughs> I don't bump my head too much. There's one, one plumbing fixture in the laundry room that, that uh, sticks down to where I bump my head on it if I don't pay attention. But, but where the studio is, it's uh, you know six and a half foot ceilings. So it's not tall enough for me to stand in front of a green screen. But it is okay if I put a bar stool there. So I'm going to be doing my green screen work sitting on a bar stool. And uh, then I'll have a, a little cocktail table or whatever there with a laptop on it if I need a computer for whatever show I'm doing or YouTube video or whatever. But I get to play around with the green screen stuff, you know, doing the virtual studio or, you know, have a virtual background of some sort behind me. So that should be somewhat more interesting than me talking into a microphone. <laughs> uh, I mean, essentially, I will be just talking into a microphone, but I might, you know, be able to drop in pictures of what I'm talking about or have interesting backgrounds, and, you know, because as much as I, as much as I don't like the idea, video is the new thing in new media. And so I figured I'd better get on the bandwagon with it. Uh, of course, this show will always be audio. There is a video feed, which I haven't really been putting much stuff in lately, but I will. And like I said, once I get the uh, green screen, I can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, I want to get good at that. I've got all the software and computer equipment to do some pretty amazing stuff. And all I need to do is gain the knowledge. So... Maybe uh, maybe the uh, Mike Dell video feed will will be where I get to experiment with that, along with YouTube. And I do have a YouTube channel that I'm that I will post everything to. Also, I don't, uh, figure you know as easy easy as it is to get YouTube on just about any device, that's probably a good bet. And of course, the video podcast feed—it's getting easier just uh, wrote an article for Geek News Central uh, not much of an article but you know talk about the the new Kindles that came out and the new Kindle tablet which is quite interesting they uh, they have the uh, you know the, the kit regular Kindles and and the regular Kindle now I guess you could call it the Kindle 4 but the base model Kindle doesn't have a keyboard anymore just fine. I never used the keyboard on mine anyway, uh, my Kindle 3. So that's the base model, and it's only $79. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a deal for such a useful device if you're a reader. And uh, it definitely, I get a lot of use out of mine. And plus it's cool, I can put it on my iPhone, my, or not iPhone, I don't have an iPhone. I put it on my Android phone or my iPod Touch. Uh, not a, oh, that's, that's something new too got an iPod touch <laughs> I was gonna go for the iPhone and 
I don't know, just, well, I, I do know my uh, the hard drive on my 30 gig iPod video, which is six years old, seven years old, finally started screwing up to the point where it wasn't reliable when I was listening to a podcast, it would just lock up and then if I didn't get it rebooted really quick, it would suck all the battery down real quick. So I don't know what's going on with that. So that presented itself. I thought, well, geez, you know, I do need an iOS device. I could have bought a, you know, another iPod Classic. That would have been just fine. But I thought, well, what the heck, I'll kill two birds with one stone. So I got a 32 gig uh, iPod Touch. And so far I like it. You know, the same complaint I have with listening to podcasts on my phone my droid phone is you know it's three three or four steps to mute or pause a podcast you know like if it's plugged into the into the car or whatever and the uh the other you know the other thing is you know it's just another glass device you gotta you know get a cover for it and all that and so you gotta be careful but so far, I like it, and I've been playing around with some of the apps. Uh, you know, I've bought a few apps and and downloaded some free ones. You know, pretty much all the same ones I got on the Droid phone. Uh, really, not a lot of difference. It is a little to get used to. The display is awesome. I have to give it that. That Retina display is is pretty awesome. The camera on it, uh, it's it's okay. I've been using it a bit, you know, for this or that. But uh, you know, it's not like drop dead gorgeous you know video or or still shots but not bad for an ipod i think when i upgrade my droid phone hopefully i'll have a better camera on that because that was one thing with the original droid the the uh, camera wasn't actually very well or very well done i think it might be more software though i don't know but we'll see sorry i had to avoid a thing in the road here so anyway my plan today is to get out to lake ann fit back out to the house in lake ann in about four or five miles uh, install the new thermostat uh, install the uh, transition strip between the tile and the carpet in the bathroom door and call it a day out there head into town and uh, get something to eat i guess would probably be on the list and uh, I got some uh, YouTube video production to do for one of my clients. And uh, then hopefully uh, glue together the intro and outro for uh, RetroTech. And uh, maybe even edit down one episode. Get that set to release. I'm trying to decide on a release day. I want to you know, keep it as consistent as I can. Uh, probably weekly uh, it'll either be weekly or every other week depends on how easy it is to get the uh, interviews done up I think for the fourth episode I'm gonna interview myself or what I'll do is I'll interview myself save that for a week that I don't have <laughs> anybody else so uh, that'll be kind of fun so we'll see but that should drop sometime next week. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Thursday. You know, we'll do a Thursday morning release on that. Because uh, Geek of the North will be releasing on Tuesday afternoons. And uh, the, uh, 
this week in aviation history. Or aviation history this week. Man, I never can get that name right the first time. That'll, that always drops on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Or, well, Monday sometime anyway. And uh, that'll be a good schedule to hold to. And then uh, these just drop whenever they drop. Don't really want to get this one on a schedule because sometimes I feel like doing three a week and sometimes I try, I don't do three in a, in a month. <laughs> sometimes I don't do two in a month. You know, just depends on uh, what's going on. The other uh, major thing to me anyway, you know, I like, I like to talk about cars and, and such, is uh, last Saturday morning I got uh, rear-ended at a stoplight fairly hard in my Toyota Solera, that's the uh, car I bought last winter, and uh, the insurance company still hasn't told me whether they're going to total it or not, but it's getting close. <laughs> car blue books for around five thousand, and uh, the estimate I got was forty-four hundred dollars to fix it. So I don't know, it's close. They supposedly sent an adjuster out yesterday to uh, t- to do it you know to look at it and uh, even though the the body shop already whoa things falling down going around a corner here but uh you know even though the i've got the estimate from the body shop already they they've done that so i got a rental car i'm not in a rental car now i'm in my old uh, old ford f-150 that we used to for uh utility purposes which today is one of those days I'm hauling junk from the house, from the project, and and uh, whatnot. So I had to bring the truck. The rental car they give me was pretty cool. It's a, I think it's a Nissan Rogue, a little SUV thing. Uh, with 2011, nice car. Uh, but... Uh, won't have that too awful long, hopefully, uh, well, unless they unless they do fix the car, because I imagine it'll take a little while to f- gather all the parts and then put the thing together and paint it. But uh, I hope they decide here pretty soon and and have to start car hunting, if not. Uh, and I'm thinking this time, maybe I'll find something with a stick shift. I haven't had a stick shift vehicle in four or five years, and uh, that used to be that's all I would have. But they're getting a little harder to find unless you get them used. And I plan on getting used. I haven't bought a new car in a long time. Kind of enjoy uh, the fact of not having car payments. So that sort of precludes me from uh, draining the bank account and buying something new. Besides, that they depreciate so much. You can get a, an awful lot of car for between five and ten grand you know that's not too old but I, I don't even care about old I've you know like I said the Solera I bought was a 2000 so I likely search in that ballpark yeah cause, you know don't don't really need anything too uh, new and you know a car like that with a little maintenance can be uh, just as reliable or just about as reliable so I think that's what I'll do if I have to but if not, hopefully they'll just fix it and I'll just drive a rental car until they do and then uh, go back to, to life as I know it, and at least vehicular-wise. 
The other vehicle I've been playing with is that moped. I think I told told you about that, a little Honda Express. It's getting kind of cold now to, to be messing with that, and it's still got a carburetor issue. I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and order the new intake and carburetor uh, from McCooney and uh, maybe get the 70cc kit for it. And you know, If I'm going to make it go, I might as well make it go. And uh, that'll be fun. Got to do the brakes on that too. The brakes aren't all that strong. And I guess if the thing's going to go 30 miles an hour, I might as well have decent brakes. <laughs> but uh, that can wait till next spring before I uh, get too crazy with that. Oh, what else interesting is going on? Not a whole lot. Just, uh, like I said, other than the uh, podcast being on hi- hiatus and the new one coming out soon. Just uh, definitely. And, uh, hey, I got a customer service rant that I'm going to go on to here uh, after this next song. Yes, I've arrived back at the Lake Ann house, so I will... Uh, Go install my pieces, parts, and uh, load the truck up, and I'll get back right after this song. I know, you know, it's amazing. It's only going to take me about three and a half minutes, uh, you know, to link to this song to do all this work out here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to play, but uh, you can listen to this.
All right, I'm back. Got uh, the thermostat installed. Got uh, just about ready to go. And just in time for it to start raining on my trip back to town. Oh well. <laughs> so anyway, I started telling you about a rant. Or I told you about a rant before the song there. But uh, I need to go on. And I'm not the king of rant, but... You know, when I, I sometimes have a, a rant or two, but customer service. And I've been, uh, I, well, let me back up. I'll, I'll admit to something. I, I have been going through drive throughs at restaurants a lot, uh, well, fast food, you know, a lot here in the last uh, couple months, you know, being, uh, just to get away from the house, I guess, you know, but I go through the drive-thru, and then I sit in the car and listen to podcasts while I eat, and all that stuff, you know, and I shouldn't, and I'm gonna cut back on that, because no sense warming up the car in the wintertime just to go to drive to McDonald's or something, so. <laughs> but the customer service at these places is getting worse, I understand, you know, that's everybody's first job. You know, everybody that's working there, not everybody, but most people that are working at those places, it's their first job, and, you know, it's a good job to have, and, you know, don't fault them for that at all. The problem is is the customer service end of it. Uh, A lot of them seem like they just don't want to be there, which, you know, that, that happens everywhere, I guess. You know, happened to me when I was working at where I was working, you know, got to the point where I just didn't want to be there anymore and so you know your attitude does suffer in a like that you know but what I'm talking about specifically is the people on the headphones okay you pull up to the little thing and first off now they've got the stupid tape recording so as soon as you pull up it goes we're featuring our blah 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 would you like to order that place your order when ready Okay, well, then you start talking, and whoever's on the, on the headset wasn't ready to take your order, but the recording said they were. So then you end up repeating it again. Now, most people that frequent fast food places know exactly what they want and how they want it. And if you, and, you know, so here, here I am, I, you know, I want a number one meal. It's a Big Mac meal. I want a number one meal. What do we want to drink to that? What do you want to drink? You know, they cut you right off. Or, uh, you know, I want a chicken McNuggets. What kind of sauce do you want with that? They won't let you finish the order. And I've taken to, you know, I'm starting to get mean with them a little bit. I'm, you know, me mean, not really. But, you know, I, I say, excuse me, if you would let me finish my order, you wouldn't have to ask all these questions. And I say that, you know, pretty much every time now. Because they want to know... Is that a cash or credit? That gonna be that, you know? And they just butt right in in the middle of your, uh, you know, what you want, you know. And what is it, you know, with a meal? I, I want the regular, number one meal. What size do you want? So the regular size, whatever, whatever it says on the t- on the board. If it says five dollars and forty cents for this meal, I want the five dollar and forty cent one. You know, just, uh, you know. I know what it is, is they've got those, uh, oh, I don't know what you call them, cash registers or point of sale systems or whatever, where they just, they push a button, they have to push them all in a certain order. I get it. 
you know, why they want you to, you know, say things in order. But then again, if they can't remember a sentence, you know, I want a number one meal with a medium diet Coke, you know, that's all they need. That's all they need. But, they, you know, it, it seems like, you know, they get a kick out of asking you questions. It just drives me crazy. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been taken to saying, if you just let me finish my sentence, you wouldn't have to answer these questions. Or wouldn't have to ask these questions, and I wouldn't have to answer them. Because I would have answered them in the sentence that I was st- talking about when you so rudely interrupted me. So, I don't know. It must be fast food wide or whatever. But, hey, if you frequent those places and they butt in on you, say that. You know, say, you know, if you'd let me finish my sentence, you wouldn't have to ask me these questions. And just keep saying that. Maybe somebody somewhere, some manager will hear that and get it through their head that a lot of people do know what they want. When they're done with their sentence, then ask the questions. You know, I mean, really, how hard can that be? And while I'm on the subject of customer service, you know, of course, I've been working on this house, and part of it was I needed to get some uh, new shower parts, you know, for the little handle you turn on and off the shower and the temperature control and the little spout that sticks out when you fill the bathtub and you know, all that, uh, the finish on it was screwed up. And I think I said that before the song. But the the thing is, I, you know, I go to this, this you know, uh, established plumbing supply place in town that has been around for, you know, since the 20s, I think, it said on their sign. And, you know, they're pretty good about finding everything and, and all that. But I call them up. Well, I didn't call him up. I came in there with a bag of parts. I said, I need all these parts. So he looks it up in the book. And, of course, the, the particular fixture that I have, oh, we no longer carry those. We, we don't make, or they don't make those anymore. You know, that was a silly design. And, you know, you know, sits there and tells me I'm stupid for owning one of those. Well, hey, it came with the house. And I just need the parts. I don't need your opinion about the, the uh, fixtures or the company. So anyway, he looks in his book and he finds, you know, all the parts and well, I'm going to have to search around for these. They won't be right around here, you know, and blah, 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 you know, telling you know, how terrible he has his life because, you know, I'm ordering parts for something that they don't handle anymore or they don't make anymore. So that's strike two. He says, well, give me your name and phone number. I'll call you back when I, you know, when I've rounded up the parts. All right, cool. That was Monday or Tuesday. Yesterday I called, or no, Wednesday I called. I guess it was Monday. I called him on Wednesday, said, hey, I didn't hear back from you. What's going on? And he says, I'm still trying to find the parts. You know, know, like I was bugging him. Like it was my problem that he was having a busy day. You know, all right. Well, if you say you're busy, you're busy. That's fine. You know, I, I certainly get in that mode too, you know, where I'm just busy. But... You know, to be gruff with somebody on the phone that's probably going to end up paying you over $100 for a bunch of parts. You know, be a little nicer about it. So anyway, I didn't hear anything yesterday. I called a day, and somebody else answers, and they ask about it. He says, well, that's so-and-so's deal, and uh, he just went next door to the bank. Oh, no, there he goes. He comes in the door. And 
then he gets on the phone. He says, yeah, I've got them on order. You know, they're not going to be here probably till next week sometime. You know, just like, like I should know to not bother him, you know. And he never did once give me a price. So this ought to be interesting. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't cost more than buying a whole new setup. The only problem with a whole new setup is I'd have to cut a hole in the wall behind the shower to replace the whole valve. And I don't want to do that. So, anyway, customer service. Oh, yeah, and the rental car, or rental car place. The uh, insurance company for my car rack called down there. And, of course, they get the ubiquitous uh, voicemail system. You know, everybody deals with the voicemail system. But what in the hell is it about, you know, they always answer, Hello, this is so-and-so's, so-and-so company. Please listen carefully. Because our options have changed. Okay, well, I'm calling an insurance company. I don't call the insurance company every day. I don't plan on calling the insurance company every day or even every week, you know, unless I got business with them and shouldn't have to have business with them all that often. So, but every one of them, every company you call that has one of those stupid voicemail systems has this this thing you know our options have changed please listen carefully blah 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 you know and I'm like come on you know why why do I need to know that you changed your options I'm gonna listen to them because I don't remember that from time to time and I'm not gonna do it and if I push the wrong button guess what I can hit zero for menu or zero for the operator or whatever and get somebody to tell me where to go so I don't need your stupid voicemail system telling me where to go every time I call and then on top of that, the adjuster, you know, or not adjuster, I don't know what you call him, the, the claims guy down there. This is a insurance company down in southern Michigan. It's not a, not one of the big national chains, but they call down there. They must have two adjusters or two claims guys or something. But the one I got assigned to, he called me once after I put in the claim. He calls me and says, well, call me back at blah, 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 you know, extension, whatever. So, all right, after I listen to the lady tell me that their options have changed, then I, you know, hear, you know, if you know your party's extension, please type it in now or punch it in now. So I did. I get the guy's voicemail. I'm not at my desk right now, or I'm on the phone with another customer, blah de blah de blah same old thing everybody has on their thing. Well, you know, it doesn't necessarily bother me, but, you know, that, that does get a little old after you deal with the same thing. But anyway, I leave a voicemail, no call, no call, for two days, no call. So I call back, get his voicemail again, and I noticed he said, well, push out zero if you need immediate attention. So I hit zero, and this other guy in the office always answers. And he answers, and I talk to him, uh, get this done, get that done. And then I asked about a rental car. He said, well, you don't get a rental car until your car goes into the shop. I said, well, yeah, but I'm out of car right now, and my insurance says I get a rental car. You know, my policy says I get a rental car. So anyway, he fiddle farts around and whatever. Oh, I'll call you back. Nah, no call. Next day, I call back down there get the guy's voicemail, hit the zero, and some gal answers. And I said, hey, uh, you know, I called yesterday about a rental car. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here, I don't, you know, don't have a car. 
you know, of course, they don't need to know that I, well, they do know I got a truck because it's on the same policy. But anyway, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out my car. I need a car. And so, she, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, we'll, we'll do it. And, uh, you know, they called and made the reservation or, or did it on the computer for a rental car. And rental car people call me and says, hey, where can we pick you up? Come get your rental car. You know, so, I mean, you know, it, it, certain people, the customer service is not what it ought to be. You know, I work for Raw Voice there as their uh, tech support guy. You know, I don't, it's not a full-time gig, but, you know, I get emails, you know, probably three, four a day that I answer and I, you know, scour the forums and every once in a while we get a twi- Twitter question or whatever and, you know, I don't have any set time. Our customer service policy, you know, when you send an email to support at uh, rawvoice.com or uh, fill out the form on one of the websites, it's a, you know, it'll auto-respond back with, we'll, you know, one of our staff will get with you within 24 hours. I always try to make it within 12, you know, and when I say I'm going to email somebody back, I, I email somebody back. You know, thankfully we don't have to do phone support too often. And uh, phone support pays better, by the way. Uh, but, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I, I either do it or I email and, and explain why I can't do it or, you know, if there's a delay or something. You know, same thing with my clients. If I say I'm going to have something done on Friday, well, by God, I'm going to get it done on Friday. Or tell them, hey, I, you know, ran into a little snag here, but I always, you know, communicate. You know, that's one of the keys of customer service, especially in a industry like insurance. Yeah, you deal with it every day if you're working in insurance claims. I mean, you deal with that all the time. Understand that. But then there's the guy that's, you know, sitting there without a car every, you know, hour counts. You know, can't go for two, three days. And speaking of which, when I get home, that's one of the places I got to call again, find out what the heck happened with the adjuster and whether or not they're going to total the car. You know, it's just, eh, it's crazy. So I guess that's my rant, as much as I rant. But, you know, I golly, uh, you know, just if you're going to do something, say you're going to do something. If you take a job, even if it's at McDonald's, do it to the best of your ability. And if you know if you can't do that, then you need to go find something else to do. I mean, you know, I mean, I understand. Like I said, that's an entry level, you know, everybody's first job sort of thing. But you know, there's still no reason to do, you know, do it half-assed. And you know, it just burns my britches sometimes. And you know, and and also just because your system requires it a certain way doesn't mean you have to make everybody else bend to it. But, uh, you know, unless it's a software product, you know, and it works the way it works and that's how it works, you know, of course, then, you know, you can't change your software just to suit one person. But that's a whole, whole nother story. So, hey, I'm just driving by my folks' place out here west of town. And uh, it's kind of a rainy day, you know, it's not raining on and off. Sun popped out for a little bit, kind of gray, dreary in most most cases. But the colors on the trees are, I'd say we're at 50% peak color. Uh, there's a lot of bright reds and oranges and, and yellows, and but there's, you know, 
for all the other colors, there, there's that much green left. Uh, of course, the oak trees don't turn the same time as the maple trees as, or the ash trees or the elm trees or whatever. But, you know, of course, we got a lot of evergreens around too. But, yeah, it's still pretty. I guess I could just leave it at that. It's still pretty. But it's still, uh, you know, really nice to, to look at. Even through the, the rain a little bit. And ain't too bad. Actually, it's probably up to 60 today. Uh, so it ain't too bad. Uh, tomorrow, I've got the uh, section emergency test for the Michigan section of the American Radio Relay League's, uh, what is that, uh, Amateur Radio Emergency Service. That's my one, once a year thing where we go out and pretend we had a big snowstorm. You know, if they just wait to do that a few months, we, we could do it on a real real snowstorm. But <laughs> anyway, that's the that's what they're doing uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow morning I get to get up early and go play radio for a little while. But that shouldn't be too terrible. And then I get to go back out to Lake Ann after the carpet dries and uh, finish a good cleaning. And on Sunday, I think, we'll get the runner out and... Man, I keep repeating myself. Well, that's what happens when you do it in pieces. I don't mean to to repeat myself. So, but anyway, the emergency test thing should uh, should be kind of fun. Uh, it always is. Yeah, not really fun, but uh, good to to get out and and uh, you know play radio and do a few things like that. And uh, you know see all the guys in the group. And then uh, afterwards, we all meet up for. For a, a debriefing at the sheriff's office and sit around the conference room and say what we did wrong, what we did right, and what we need to improve on. So that works out good. And oh, yeah, we probably all go out for lunch afterwards, too. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have another busy day tomorrow because uh, uh, tomorrow evening, got a 40th birthday party for a friend of ours. So that'll take up the evening. Uh, it should be a good time. Lots of friends and all that. And Sunday, play radio like I always do in the morning. And uh, get our nets that we do uh, for the International Order of Crazies. So if you're a, if you're a ham operator and you're listening to this and it's a, a Sunday, uh, if you listen on uh, 35... 65, I believe, CW, Morse code, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, whatever that is for your time zone. We're on there on Morse code at 9.30 uh, Eastern Time. We're on uh, 14.215 Upper Sideband. That's the 20-meter band on voice. And then again at uh, 10.30 Eastern, we go to 40 meters at 7185, 7.185 megahertz, uh, lower sideband. And uh, I usually make at least one of those. Uh, the different ones have different people in different parts of the country. Uh, the CW net, generally, it's West Virginia, Michigan, and Ohio, or uh, where the people are from that we talk to. There's usually three or four of us, or talk to, uh, do Morse code to and from <laughs> and then uh, 
on 20 meters that's uh, mostly California, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Tennessee and then the uh, 40 meters a little bit closer it's kind of the eastern half of the country we've got you know sometimes we have up to 15 different uh, people on there so uh, it uh, it works out nice uh, you know it's kind of a weekly thing it's almost like a podcast only it's a two-way conversation or a, or a several-way conversation and uh, do that and then uh, we usually go to brunch with with my folks on Sunday you know barring any other plans so like I said busy busy weekend back to school on Monday been taking college classes I think I mentioned that so Monday and Wednesdays are taken up with uh, college I'm going to see about finishing up a business degree but right now I'm taking a couple of prerequisite courses which you know kind of interesting but not uh, not earth-shattering by any means and uh, I got probably another semester of prerequisites before I can uh, get into the uh, full business program that I want to go into if I decide to. I'm not really in it to get the degree, I'm in it to learn the stuff or learn more of the stuff. One of the ones, one of the prerequisites for business courses is uh, an Excel course so I'm gonna see if I can test out of that one. You still gotta pay for the credits. I don't think you pay quite as much but you still end up paying for the credits if you test out but you get the credits and uh, so that would save me some time so I gotta look into that because I don't believe I would have too much trouble with Excel but if I do well so what so be it it probably wouldn't be a bad course to take and uh, you know I had to take algebra and I, I kind of wondered you know I, I took algebra in high school and, and uh, you know, I figured, why would I need to take algebra? And I'll tell you what, it's already come in handy for certain calculations that, you know, what I do I do it the hard way. And and uh, with algebra, you can, you can do it the easy way. So that works out pretty good. I, uh, as I say, then uh, the other one I'm taking is uh, English Comp. Which, like I said, my old college credits didn't transfer, so I gotta take the stuff over. Which is fine, hey, you know, blah blah blah. I can, I can deal with it, and you know, I like writing, and it would be cool to get better at it. And I do plan on taking writing courses, you know, a little more advanced ones. These are kind of touchy feely, liberal arts type type stuff, and you know, I'm pretty okay at that. And, so we'll see. Actually, I'm probably going to post my essays as I go on the, on the blog just for gee whiz, get them out there. <laughs> the first one I did was about a dog I had when I was in high school, uh, a German shepherd named Jake, and, and the story about how I got him uh, and, you know, and some of the crazy stuff he did. And that's a pretty... Uh, Pretty good one, I guess. I, you know, probably not perfect. We'll see. It hasn't been graded yet, but I did turn it in. And the next one is uh, the next assignment, uh, next project that we're doing is 
about relationships with inanimate objects. Uh, you know, like one of the sample ones they, they gave was, uh, was written by one of the instructors there at the college. And for some reason, they don't call them professors there. They call them instructors. But anyway, um, one of the instructors at the college there wrote it, and it's in the textbook. But it's about his coffee cup, his relationship to his coffee cup. And, of course, it had a, a better meeting uh, a deeper meaning, of course, you know, you always got to have deeper meaning in your writing, or at least for this course. <laughs> and uh, his uh, deeper meaning was he, he has this plastic and, uh, what is it, brushed aluminum or stainless steel or whatever coffee cup. And he only buys fair trade coffee and, uh, oh, what was the other thing that he was... And, oh, and, and uh, you know, he's not uh, wasting paper for on a uh, new coffee cup every day. So, anyway, you know, whether, however you feel about that, uh, you know, the environmentalist wacko stuff. I mean, environmentalist stuff, uh, that's, you know, that's your business. I, <laughs> I don't, uh, he said, don't, don't want to do too much politicky stuff, although I, I do from time to time do politicky stuff, but. Um, anyway, so that's what I got to do, and I, the subject that I've sort of landed on is is the Apple fanboys' relationship to Apple Company or Apple Incorporated, and you know just the fact that uh, a lot of the Apple fanboys, when something new comes out, they automatically have to get it, and you know no matter what it is, you know I, I'm going to write about the iPad. Nobody even knew what an iPad was. Nobody even knew what it, you know, what, what does this thing do? What is it capable of? You know, is it just a giant iPhone or, or what? Well, nobody really knew what it was, but all of a sudden, all these Apple fanboys had to have it. And they sold millions. Hey, more power to Apple. But, you know, why, why is it that they're so compelled to buy something that they don't even know what it does? You know, it's not, not been proven, not, uh, you know. It's the iPad, you know, as I've stated before in several of my podcasts, I, I don't have a use for one. Yeah, they're really cool. And, yeah, I would use one if I had one. You know, but I don't have a use for it. And I can't see spending $500 for something and then making up a use for it. You know, for what I would use the iPad for, my Kindle will do or my laptop will do. You know, as far as reading books, the Kindle's it, as I talked about before. Uh, you know, the Kindle is, is a purpose-built device. It's fairly cheap, and it does it perfectly. So I don't need an iPad to do it. If I want to surf the web on the, on the, from the easy chair, I got a laptop. I got a couple of laptops. You know, those work perfectly good for that. They're comfortable. They sit there. You don't have to hold them up. They, they sort of just sit there on your lap. Actually, I've got one of those little lap desk things. But anyway, they just sit there, and, and they, you know, it's at the right angle to see, and, and it just works out really, really well. So I don't need an iPad for that. To watch movies, I got a TV for that. So I'm going to watch it on the TV. I got a, you know, 48-inch screen. Why would I want to watch it on a 10-inch screen? Uh, you know, it's kind of cool. You know, if you were on an airplane or something, I guess, maybe. 
But you're on an airplane. You know, what I usually do is read, so I got the Kindle. That works good on an airplane. Or I, or I listen to podcasts on my iPod. And now that I got the iPod Touch, well, I've got a, kind of got the iPad Mini. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I, I have one. It's a perfectly great device. And I'm sure there's, you know, some practical use for them. But I, at this t- point, don't have that use. So, you know, these Apple fanboys have to have it. You know, and I am, you know, I'm an Apple guy. I've got, uh, you know, three Apple computers, uh, you know, several iPods, uh, an Apple TV. You know, I'm all for the uh, iPad or iPod stuff, and I'm all for the the Apple stuff. Huh. Well, I stopped by Kathy's work here, and she is not here. So, harumph on that. Unless, unless she parked around the other way. So eh, I'm going to park, go in, and i got to drop off something to her. So I will be back. Okay, this is Mike back in the studio here. Just wanted to uh, button this one up. Uh, got home, did a few chores. I mean, got dogs barking in the background. But uh, anyway, I wanted to wrap this up and get it out. Uh, this has been uh, Mike Dell's World number 184, I believe. If I'm wrong, it'll be uh, right on the file name. So catch me later.